Hi everybody, uh, welcome to another episode of the Something Heavy cast. Uh, as always, I'm Robert, this is Chris, and we're here to talk about things that we find interesting and I don't care if you don't. Okay. If you don't, then just, why are you here? Precisely. So, um, I think probably the big news of like the past few weeks is that um, finally, all these many years later, uh, Pitch Perfect 2 came out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna I see mean, it. Yeah, at some point. I might even go see it in the theater because the yeah. first one I saw on uh, on HBO. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't fucking need to see a bunch of girls singing. Yeah. Then I watched it. And I was like, it's so good. Guy, it's like, this movie is me. This yeah. is me. I saw the first one. I think it was like drunk in a hotel room. It was on. I was like, oh, I love this movie. I know. I'm like, I love all these girls. Like, and yeah. not in like I just want to do it to them. Like, cause I do, but like I want them all to be happy. Yeah. Like I want you guys to have success and like, you know, get married and have kids. But like, let's do stuff on each other first, and then you go your way and I'll go mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. But no, the, it actually it looks funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's you know, I think it's cool that yeah. uh, girls are doing comedy. You know, speaking of girls doing comedy, um, I saw Amy Schumer last night. Yeah. How was that? Um. Absolutely 100% hysterical. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that she is very, very raw. Yeah. And if, back to the point where some people were like, she's so raunchy. I kept hearing that. I heard that like four or five times while, um, while the show was going on. Do you on. think people like didn't know? I think people have seen the Amy um, inside Amy Schumer on Comedy Central and they're like, oh, she's really funny. Right. And it's like, yes, guys, but that's with restrictions. Like I, heard, she, I think she still kind of pushes the envelope on that show. She yeah. does, and th- there's a lot of like anal sex jokes, and mm-hmm. I think there was even a felching joke at one point yeah. during the second season. But what I had first discovered Amy Schumer through the Opie and Anthony show, right? Okay. The old Opie and Anthony show. Um, and you know she was in there with a room full of murderers. It was like her, Patrice O'Neill, and Louis C.K. Yeah. And then you know Jim Norton and Opie and Anthony, who are all hysterically funny. Yeah. So to be the only girl in that room. And get to the point where you have Louis C.K. laughing to the point where he can't even, like, respond. And you just hear him going, hey, Jesus Christ. Like that? Yeah. You know you're funny. Yeah. And so she was she was murdering, and I was like, this chick's awesome. Like, I want to hear all her stuff. And so I downloaded some of her albums, and her albums are all hysterical. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, she has a pattern of, like, her comedy style is like a joke a minute. Mm-hmm. Where it's like everything that comes out of her mouth is a punchline. Right. And so people were missing half the show because they were laughing hysterically. Yeah. But, like, the reaction that I saw mostly was, she's so raunchy, and it's like, yes, she is, but I knew that, because yeah. I was a fan of her, not, like, because I was in before she was popular. No, because I've been a fan of hers for a long time, been sure. for, like, a few years. Yeah. And, you know, from opening Well, you're really into stand-up. Yeah, I'm, like, we've discussed many times, I'm a huge stand-up nerd. Yeah. Um, and so, hearing her talk about, you know, being in Albuquerque, finally she's in a town where she's, like, fuckable. <laughs> and then most everybody was like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, well, any one of us would. Yeah. But, like, um, you know, she was talking about how she was like, I'm not going to do any of her bits. Because it's like, like, A, I'm not a stand-up. And, B, like, I don't want to burn her material. Right. Like, I'm not a fucking asshole like that. But she was talking about being in Hollywood. Like, you know, she's got her movie coming out. And how she was talking about, you know, she thought they were going to cast someone, like, not her. Right. to play the main character and they're like no we want you and she was like holy shit how could this happen mm-hmm. and then of course how it all just falls apart from there and then her de- her dealing with a trainer and all that stuff and mm-hmm. um, going to a Lakers game and sitting courtside for the first time and just like the nightmare that like you realize you're in when you're there mm-hmm. um, 
absolutely hysterical. The only complaint I have was these two giggling, idiotic cunts sitting behind me. They were drunk. They were so rude. They repeat everything that she said. Uh, one would look at the other one and be like, oh, that's fucking funny. That's some fucking funny shit right there. Saying it at that level, at my the voice I'm talking to you in now. Right. So then at some point, I had enough. I turned I was like, hey, would you two shut up? And one girl, the fat, ugly one, looked like a toad. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then the other one looks at me like, like gives me this, how dare you speak to me that way? And I looked at her and I was like, yeah. Shush! Yeah. Like, be quiet. Mm-hmm. They were quiet for about six minutes. Mm-hmm. And then one gets up and goes to the bathroom, which I don't think she went to the bathroom. I think she went to either go, A, have another drink, or do a line or something. Then she comes back, and she's just immediately going off again. Ugh. Un- mercifully, there was only 20 minutes left of, like, Amy Schumer's set. But the problem is, is I didn't get to hear any of it or enjoy any of it because I was pissed off about this, and they wouldn't shut up. Right. Leading up to that, and they showed up late for her set. They showed up like a good half hour into her show. Oh, wow. So they were too busy drinking or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Leading <clears throat> up to that, she's absolutely hysterical. She had two guys opening for her. They're writers on her show. Uh-huh. And um, they're both really, really hysterical. Their names escape me. I'll look them up and I'll find them next time because they deserve the recognition. It was a complete, absolute, 100% enjoyable up until those two bitches showed up. But... I have to say, I do think I found Bill Burr funnier. Yeah. Um, Amy Schumer is more laughs a minute, mm-hmm. but Bill Burr tells, like, stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think he's got that down set. And so, like, I, I really, I'm excited, and I hope, because she sold out. Mm-hmm. 5,000-seat theater at the Route 66 Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, the one joke I will tell, though, is, like, <laughs> all three of them made reference to the fact that, A, the casino is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. B, they're pretty sure they're stuck in a horror movie. And C, there's 5,000 of you here. There's not a house in sight. <laughs> they were just like, where do you all come from? <laughs> so that I thought was funny. I was like, yeah, nice. this is New Mexico. It looks like a horror movie at all times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it, it, it makes me really excited. As, as the sirens. As the, the sirens come. I, like, I promise it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Why um, didn't add that? That No, that's, that's a, to be fair, though, that's a fire engine. That's fire and rescue. That's not cop cars. Okay, yeah. so you just... They're, they're on their way. <laughs> they're, they're, or, or they're, they're already there. Yeah, they're already there. Um, but it makes me excited because, like, okay, Amy Schumer sold out. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, Bill Burr sold out. Mm-hmm. You know? So that shows that other comedians at National Acts, that there's an audience here for your stand-up. Mm-hmm. Please come to New Mexico. We will yeah. drive 40 minutes out of the city yeah. to go see you perform. Yeah. I would love to see Joe Rogan come. Well, and here, in, in this town at least, you know, we used to have Laughs Comedy Club. We did. Um, which was pretty good, and so we had that outlet. But now it's like, like local stand-ups, you know, they're relegated now to like they're literally playing bowling alleys. Yeah, a, a buddy of our Will, buddy of ours Will, mm-hmm. he's a stand-up, and from what I've seen, he's actually very funny. Will Bolt, he's a good actor. Check him out. I'm Cast sure he's him on the IMDb's. If he is, I'm gonna put it like in this area. So you can check him out. He's a, he's very funny. But yeah, I see him. They're they're doing. You know, stand up in a bowling alley mm-hmm. before a bunch of drunk morons start singing karaoke. Yeah, like they deserve better than that. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to see them up on stage at the Guild. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. The Guild is a local independent film, uh, independent movie house we have here in town. It's on Central, um, which is kind of like the main strip here in town. Yeah, 
It's like the oldest theater in town. And um, we show and, rad. and they show really some of our flicks have played oh, there. It's not the oldest, but yeah, some of our movies have played there. It used to be a porn theater in the seventies. And then they renovated it and they hosed it off. Yeah. Um, and then they finally changed all the seats about three years ago. Oh, I was in there before they did that. I'm pretty sure I sat in a seat that some dude jacked off. Oh, in. you certainly did. We oh, all have that. I'm glad I don't have any of those clothes anymore. It's a fantastic place, though. No, it is. Uh, the guy who runs it, Keith, mm-hmm. is uh, he's a good soul. He is. He's uh, a he's a supporter. He's a supporter of, of indie film indie and film and stuff. And if you're local, if you're watching this and you don't know anything about the guild, I'll also put. We'll move them. We'll bolt stuff. Yeah, it's like, and then we'll put something. And then like, here's the in this general area. The um, guild. Yeah, you're not gonna see Age of Ultron there. No, you're not. Because that's in every fucking theater in town. Mm-hmm. But you will see um, Starry Eyes or a girl walks home alone at night. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's actually the word with comedy now. Um, I want to talk about that movie Starry Eyes because okay. I watched it on Netflix. I first heard about it. It's a horror film. Yeah. Well, I've heard I've heard a bit about it. And then okay. It's pretty, actually really fucking good. Um, I I will say this. Uh, I first, I will say what I'm going to say, but first I'm going to give a little intro to it. I first read about it um, online where people were like, this was the horror movie where people were like, holy shit, this is actually fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually scared during this movie. Um, and so I had it playing on my phone on Netflix at work because I'm like, I've been on a real horror movie jag lately. Mm-hmm. And I watched um, this old horror movie called uh, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Okay. In 2006 with Amber Heard. Yeah. Um... She's not the best actress, but she's got potential, mm-hmm. and she's real fun to stare at. Right. It was an okay movie. Yeah. You know it's going to happen 20 minutes in. Like, you're like, oh, she's in on it. Spoiler yeah. alert, she's in on it. Um, then I watched uh, another slasher movie called Preservation. Okay. Uh, it's with one of the dudes from um, Orange is the New Black. All right. These, this couple and their brother go into the woods, they get stalked by mass killers, and that's all that happens. Right. It's okay. Um, well, it started me up as a, I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't watched Scream in a long time. I want to watch the first Scream, and then I watched all four of them. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this last time. No, I don't think so. Okay, so I would have I was like, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the entire Scream movies. I'm gonna marathon them. Yeah. And Scream one, it holds up. Okay. It really does, except the technology doesn't, because there's people on cell phones, and it's like that kid has a cell phone. No one can live at that it's speed. Like... <laughs> well, no, it's like this big black monstrosity that like um uh Skeet Ulrich has. Mm-hmm. The worst fucking name ever. And he had cool hair, though. Well, yeah. <clears throat> at the time. And then yeah. it's just, like, you know, the numbers and then, like, a little LCD. So, like, a calculator. It's like a yeah. calculator that can make a phone call. Yeah. So, everyone's like, what? Um, Scream 1 really holds up. Yeah. It's still a fun flip. It's the only one I've seen. It, it, did you enjoy it? I did. For what it was? I did. I, uh, I snuck in some, some whiskey mm-hmm. into the theater. And you had a good time. And I had a great time. Okay. Scream 2... It starts to plummet a little bit, just because, you know, it's sequels. You know, yeah. okay. Screen 3 sucks a bag of smashed assholes. Alright. It is the worst fucking slasher movie in a long time. Not the worst ever, but really bad. Right. Okay. And then Scream 4 immediately comes in at second place of the series. Okay. It's actually really fun and enjoyable. And that's the thing I noticed that you were having fun while I was watching it. Right. So I've been on a horror movie kick lately. Um, and then I was like, okay, I want to see what came out and see if it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Starry Eyes, I wanted to see that. So I punched it in, and lo and behold, it's there. Yeah. Okay. So I was reading about it, and and I read that, like, you know, people during the climax, like, some lady fainted at a screening in New York, and they had to, like... Okay. Didn't they say that shit about, like, paranormal activity and... 
Well, I remember hearing that about The Exorcist. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, you know, The Exorcist was the scariest movie ever made. And, and I remember hearing yeah, that, yeah, like, the like, legends behind yeah, it. Yeah, the, the hysteria. People were, like, in the theater, like, oh, my God, and, like, slitting their own throats. And... <laughs> 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 but I've seen too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, I, I really... I like the story behind it. Okay. Like, the, the guys, they did a Kickstarter, and mm. how they did their Kickstarter was one of the guys who wrote and directed it works for Chuck Palahniuk, who is the mm. author of Fight Club and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And yeah. They did a Kickstarter, and he helped out, and they managed they managed to raise enough money. And so I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm on board. I like this, so I'm going to watch it. Um, I will say, that movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. It is a good fucking creepy movie. Yeah. It's not like oh my god, this is terrifying, but you're just like, there's certain points where you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you grab your collar and you make your clothes a little bit tighter. Cause it's gonna is it all, safe. like, jump scary? No. It's all atmosphere. It's all mood. There's one or two jump scares. Right. But it's, um... It's not like it, jump scares. It's not jump scary at all. Yeah. Um, the main actress, her name is Alexandra Esso, I believe. Okay. Um, everybody watch her. She's gonna be a humongous star. Okay. She, and, like, that, that chick can act her ass off. All right. Okay. And she carries the movie because she's in just about every frame. Okay. And she's just in every shot. It's her story and 100%. And and I can't give away too much because I want you to watch it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, when you meet her, she's already bananas. Mm-hmm. And then it just fucking swan dies hard. Okay. And you're just like, you're watching this chick completely fall apart. Um, what I really enjoyed about the movie is that they kept the atmosphere very dark. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the whole time you're just, like, you're waiting for the bad thing to happen. Right. And there's some really, like, intense, like, horrifying moments. Mm. But there's a lot of body horror, too. Which, that kind of gets me. Like, I have a hard time watching Jacob's Ladder. Oh, okay. Because I'm just like, ah, ah. Yeah. But, the thing that I love the most about the movie is that they didn't... There's... They held back on the gore. Okay. Until the, the, the climax. Right. Like, it wasn't beating you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they weren't really like you know just like look entrails and and like a hacked off tit or something. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. they held back until the very end, and I think that's why when you when it starts, it is brutal and there's a fucking ton of it. Okay, and it's it's there's certain <coughs> things that are really hard to watch. Um, I'll say this: there, there's a, a murder with a weight lifting apparatus. Okay, all right. That is, you're just like. All right, they're dead. Enough. They're fucking dead. You can stop now. Okay. Um, but it's a great picture. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I'm I'm really excited to see what those guys do next. Um, I'm really excited about this actress. I think she's really great. Um, it's just it's a good scary movie, and I think that there hasn't been a good scary movie in a long time that I oh. that I watched where I was just like, Oof. yeah, yeah. Um, I but I highly recommend it. I think you should watch it. I okay. think you'll enjoy it. All right. Um, I will. I will check it out by the next podcast. I will have seen it. Okay. You fuckers should too. Yeah, actually, I highly so. recommend Starry Eyes. If you have Netflix, it's on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, um, stop being a savage and go sign up for it. Yeah. Um, so Robert seal of approval. So go see that shit, and then we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, the three of us. On our lunch break. Yeah. Um, the other movie I watched. This week, and I, and I, I, in my opinion, it is a horror movie. And I think we might have discussed this before, but I'll reiterate it. it was Hot Fuzz? Oh, okay. I, I've watched that again recently as well. Okay, that is one hundred percent a horror movie. Oh yeah, 
it's not an action comedy in any sense of the imagination. It's a fucking horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when the and I, I the scene that always leaps out at me is when okay again spoilers, you should have seen Hot Fuzz by now. Yeah, seriously. Um, it's 2015, yeah. When the the top of the church falls into Tim Messenger and doesn't yeah. like smash his whole body, it just gets like it destroys his head and then gets impaled in his upper torso. Yeah. Like, dude, that's horror movie shit. Yeah, totally. I always found Hot Fuzz to be bloodier than Shaun of the Dead. I think it is. You know, because Shaun of the yeah. Dead, at being a zombie movie, there's no real like horrific zombie kills except for when, um, uh, Dylan Moran. Yeah. Gets ripped apart. apart yeah. yeah, that's pretty graphic. Yeah, that's pretty nice. But yeah, no, Hot Fuzz. Don't Definitely worry. a horror movie. It's and that scene in particular, there's every once in a while, you know, in in a movie, you know, I tend to watch movies in locked silence. Mm-hmm. But there are there are times in certain movies where I'll have this exact reaction. Ready? It's oh shit. And that was one of those when that when they kill Tim Messenger. Mm-hmm. It's just that it drops on his head. It's like before he falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, yep. but I it, it's it's funny because in those movies the cops are responsible for zero deaths <laughs> with all the bullets whizzing around they don't kill a fucking person everybody just gets wounded yeah which I was like come on <laughs> well yeah but then you know at the end they had that the whole montage of all the all their like uh, their mug shots yeah which were pretty entertaining and they wouldn't have had that if you just like killed everybody exactly time. so I understand why they did <clears throat> And Hot Fuzz, actually, I think, personally, mm-hmm. from a filmmaking perspective, mm-hmm. I think that Hot Fuzz is Edgar Wright's best movie. Okay, I can see that. Um, like, directorial-wise, the way the editing is, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I don't think people realize how, like, really kind of groundbreaking a lot of the stuff he was doing mm-hmm. was, and... Uh, you know, and I think he really came into his own on that one. I mean, everybody everybody loves Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead, but you know, he was just he was just making a zombie movie. He mm-hmm. always wanted to make, mm-hmm. you know, being in love with zombie movies. But I think Hot Fuzz was where he just like he really like made his stamp and put it on there. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the way he he transitions things and moves the story along uh, through the visuals and through the editing is just. People need to take a, a closer look at it. Yeah, um, and that's kind of the thing that I always remember about Spaced. Mm-hmm. I remember I first saw Spaced on Bravo yeah. years and years ago, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why are they showing British TV? It's America. Um, and just remember, I I was immediately drawn in because I thought it was hysterically funny, mm-hmm. and like I related to Tim because, you know, this arrested development childhood man-child thing that mm-hmm. we're all going through. Mm-hmm. Um and, but what noticed what I noticed about the way the show was shot was that it was filmed like an action sci-fi horror movie. You mm-hmm. know, there was a lot of whip pans. There was a lot of like horror movie tropes that you would see mm-hmm. within the confines of a situation comedy, which I was like, that's really badass. Mm-hmm. And no one really kind of caught on to that. Yeah. And like no one like was like, oh, I'm going to do that too, because everybody was trying to be Michael Bay uh-huh. and having really fast MTV style editing, mm-hmm. or they were trying to be Quentin Tarantino and do seven minute takes. Yeah. And Edgar Wright was like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I've always appreciated him for that. Now, to be fair, I do think Hot Fuzz out of the Cornetto trilogy is probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, even above even Shaun of the Dead, and I know I'll probably get murdered for that. But he's he took it to an extreme with Scott Pilgrim. 
Yeah. And understandably so. It was a comic sure, book movie. Yeah. You know, and it was going to be that. But it got to the point where I was just like, all right, enough. It yeah. got a little bit annoying with that. Yeah. In, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I felt like with Hot Fuzz, it was just the right amount. It was. It was just... It, Hot Fuzz is a perfectly crafted film. I agree. Um, like, you could... Like, everything, everything that you're seeing, every cut, every effect mm-hmm. is... Edgar Wright's attention to detail, and he has a reason for everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, which I really appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. It's, of it's Hot Fuzz is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, the thing with Scott Pilgrim was, is yeah, it was like that stuff amped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a few things that he did in that movie that I really liked, and they were really more just like, like sight gags. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part of that movie is when uh, Scott Pilgrim's trying to avoid... Uh, What's her name? The little, the little Asian girl. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like Nails or something like that. Yeah. Whatever her name is. Something like that, yeah. And uh, his roommate opens the door and she's there. And then you just sort of see, kind of on the side, like Scott just like jumps through the window. Yeah. To escape. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and then it cuts back from the, you know, roommate's perspective out on the street and Scott Pilgrim just casually is walking by. You know, like, yeah. he's not like running away. He's just like, dude, dude, I'm out of here. See, but, like, Edgar Wright, I think, is, like, the, the king of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he notices and remembers everything. And, like, yeah. he's, you know... Absolutely. On, on top of it all. Um, the thing is, I, I didn't like Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I think I was... I, I, I didn't either, but I think I kind of got over it by the end of the movie. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I like that movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, it's a fun watch. It is a fun one. It's a fun movie, but it's not... It was... Um, it's the middle of the pack for me with Edgar Wright movies. Yeah. Um, the bottom, of course, being, I think, World's End. Yeah. Because I liked World's End. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but yeah. it's not on the level I was. I wasn't keen on the end of the World's End. Neither was I. I was like, why did the world end? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. You guys were just here in that town... And you hadn't been there for that yeah. long, and then you're like, "No, fuck it, we're leaving." And then the world ends. I, I didn't. Yeah. That made no sense to me. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Felt like a tacked on like Mad Max mm-hmm. ending. Yeah. Um. But I keep seeing. I read that Ant Man is going to be in um, Civil War and then Infinity War, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it makes me wonder. I would really love to read Edgar Wright's script for Ant Man. Mm-hmm. And then I want to know what he's going to do next. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever... I, I haven't read anything of what he's going to do next. I, I think I read something to the effect of, uh, like, him and Simon Pegg and... Uh, Nick Frost? And Nick Frost, that they're going to, like, do another Carnetto-style trilogy. Um, I would hope so. That's what I heard. Well, I, I would hope so. Yeah, me too. I think that'd be great. I don't, I don't know what they would do. Yeah. Because... Like what know. genre are they going to... Well, I mean, I think that's one of the things about that critics have noticed is like, you know, this is their take on an action movie and this is their take on a sci-fi. It's like, no, like they did a zombie movie because they wanted to make a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And then they absolutely did an action, a cop movie because they felt like, you know, America has lethal weapon and die hard and all that stuff. Like we don't have that. Right. So that was their, their attempt to do that. Right. And then, you know, World's End just happened to be a sci-fi story. Yeah. And it wasn't, and it was a story about going back home and realizing nothing had changed, but you had right. within the confines of a horror movie, of a sci-fi movie, and that's the thing that like all their their movies are—they're not just about zombies. Yeah, and it's not just about aliens. 
Yeah. It's something else within the confines of an alien invasion, within the confines of the mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and that's what makes them That's great what makes movies. them great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not so much Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is just kind of linear, where it's like, yeah, it's a cop movie. Yeah. But the other two weren't, weren't and that's what makes them different. Um, but... I, I, you know, I, I hope they do another trilogy. I think those three work well together. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about Simon Pegg right now because of what he said online. <laughs> What's I, I well, but that. you didn't see that? Uh-huh. Basically, he said this, that he's he's kind of gotten <clears throat> to the point where he's tired of seeing nerd culture being everywhere okay. and nerd culture being co-opted by corporations. Okay, you know? sure. Um, and he's like, it gets to the point where he's like, well, I just now I'm just gonna go make dramas. More, I'm just gonna go do like serious acting, and not mm-hmm. like I like I'm resigning from nerd culture. Okay. And um, then a couple. Is he of... writing the next Star Trek movie? <laughs> yeah. But then a couple of days later, he came out and he clarified his statements, and he was like, you know, if that what I said was at the end of a long day of interviews where you're just repeating yourself over and over and over again, and you get tired of your own answers, and I can be kind of a you know. A, con- a contrarian to what I've said for the past 12 hours like he's sure. just you know he's like he was kind of I think his engine was fried sure sure and he's 100% still an unabashed nerd he loves nerd culture he loves being who he is he's just like it's it's kind of bummed him out I think to see stuff like you know I'm a big fan of Loot Crate I'm a subscriber to Loot Crate he's wearing a Loot Crate shirt um Loot Crate. This is a, there's Loot Crate shit here and they're not like they're not even sponsoring us or anything they but should. we just love them real hard they should if, uh, if hey, Loot Crate, we could do, like, unboxing videos or something. If you want. If you want it. I'm down with that. So Just let us know. Let's talk. Because um, we love you. Hard. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah. But, like, I think it kind of bummed him out to see what we loved as children mm-hmm. being co-opted and being like, hey, we made this awesome and new, and here it is in an unironic way. And, like, hey, that guy's wearing a, a shirt with the blueprints of the, Mar- of the Millennium Falcon. Isn't he great? Yeah. And I think he's just got to the point where he's. Do you really? <laughs> I do. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I think he just kind of bummed him out to see that where he's just like, you know, a few years ago, everyone would have fucking laughed at all of us for this, yeah. and now it's like, hey, let's make money off of it. It's just like it. It kind of leaves like a, a bitter taste sure. in your mouth. Sure. Um, I could see that. I mean, but I don't know. On both sides of it, it's like. I don't. I think I think there are two two sides of it. And, like, yes, there's this, you know, obviously, like, corporate kind of takeover on it, like, assimilating it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that'll really become that pervasive. Because I think there'll always be, you know, like, people like you and me, mm-hmm. is it's like, this is stuff that we love. Like, I see that, to me, there's a difference between, like, a corporation co-opting something to make a buck, as opposed to people who use these things that they love to make a living mm-hmm. you know what I mean which I think like was, which I think was part of his his concern or part of his what he was saying because like he brought up a good point that like you know we've all become I think the term he uses infantilized where it's yeah, like you okay. know we, we go through we use horror movies and sci-fi movies and action movies and cartoons and stuff like that to kind of remain childlike mm-hmm. in our enjoyment of things and the and the, the things that we invest our time in but that it's like it's gotten to the point now where it's like that's all there is and it's all shit that like there hasn't been you know i mean like he loves comic book movies and he loves age of ultron and stuff like that but and even me like after i saw age of ultron i was like good yeah i need a break 
Yeah. Like, it's been nothing but comic books and superheroes for me for about a year and a half now, and I'm, I'm done. And I was like, you know what? I want the antithesis of that. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to go watch a bunch of horror movies. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, I just looking at this this podcast was hasn't been around that long. I think we started in, what, January? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't until, <clears throat> what, last week mm-hmm. that we've actually managed to sort of get away from, like... 90% of the podcast being about that. And and I feel good about that now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like it's a kind of relief. Like, it is. Like, it's like, oh, it's like, fine. Okay, it's like, I got Age of Ultron out of my system. Like, don't get me wrong. I would go see it again right now. Sure. Like, yeah. 100%. I'm in the it's theater. It's a cool movie. It's an awesome movie. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'd go see Pitch Perfect 2 as well. Mm-hmm. I'd go see Mad Max. Mm-hmm. I'd go see Age of Adeline. I like romantic comedies. I don't give a fuck. There's no more there's nothing wrong with it. There's not 100% nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But it's just, it was, it's just so much that it's in your face all the time that you're just like, ugh. Yeah. You get tired of it. Like, the movie I'm most excited, I, now that that's come out, the movie I'm most excited about for the rest of the year, not talking about Mad Max, and, and of course there's more than one, but like, I'm really looking forward to Spectre. Yeah. The next James Bond movie. Like, I want to see Spectre. I want to mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Um, I'm excited for Jurassic World. I think it's going to be dope as long as it doesn't suck ass. I think it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there's not going to be a middle ground with that movie. Oh. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was okay. I don't know. I might have a little bit of that. <laughs> See, I'm one of those... I was one of those weird boys mm-hmm. as, a, as a youngin. I didn't give a fuck about dinosaurs. Neither did I. It's just... <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I was, I was I was. like, okay, that's cool. I Like, fucking show me one and I'll freak out. But, like, whatever. Sure. So, I'm... I don't really, I don't really care about that movie at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like it'd probably be fun. Yeah. You know, but I think, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I didn't see like the whole the, the interview with, or or Twitter thing or whatever it was with Simon Pegg. Yeah, it was like an interview he did on an interview. Um, but I think, see, my take on it, like my personal view of it, is like I see where he's coming from, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably coming more from kind of an exhausted place yes um because i feel that and i'm not like right in the middle of it like he is you know what i mean like he's you know he's a nerd icon mm-hmm. you know and it's like he's Shaun of the dead star trek you know all this stuff but uh like i feel that i'm uh i'm a little exhausted with some of that shit. you do get with, the I, the term i use is burned out yeah, they get completely burned out, um, and like you know, it, it's and I think that that's where like maybe a lot of the um, the backlash against Age of Ultron yeah. might be coming from. I think people are just like, okay, fuck, okay, enough for a little bit. Give us some time to breathe. And I think Marvel is is gonna have to realize that. Yeah, I think that their policy of putting out because that's it for this year. It's just mm-hmm. it's Age of Ultron and then Ant Man. Yeah, and then nothing Good. from Marvel, and I think that's smart. Yeah. And then next year you have, um, I think, uh, Civil War, and then I don't think you have anything else. Right. But then after that, it's just like yeah, it's, it's gonna be all like harassing. every four months. Yeah. Like you've got Age of Ultron. I mean, you've got um, Infinity War Part One. You've got fucking black panther you've got inhumans you've got guardians of the galaxy 2 you've got doctor strange and it's just going to be for like yeah. i think like a good two three years it's going to be movie 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 yeah. and that's not necessarily a good thing mm-hmm. but coupled with a good year-long break yeah that's pretty smart yeah um well and and part of the, you know the whole like geek nerd culture that i have a problem with 
um, and is actually one of the main reasons for the existence of this channel, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. It shows the podcast stuff that we do. Is that, like, on the surface of it, if you were maybe someone on the outside looking in on this all this culture and stuff, it would seem like this very hate-filled, snarky, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, part of the reason for this this channel is that, like, I wanted... I want us to have um, kind of an antithesis of a lot of what's going on on, like, say, YouTube right mm-hmm. now. Not to say that they're bad things, but, you know, there's this influx of, uh, you know, like, reviewers or commentators that their whole shtick is, I don't fucking like anything. Mm-hmm. Or, like, how shitty is this? You know what I mean? Um, things like, talk, like and it's stuff that I like and that I watch. Like, I watch... The angry video game nerd, and I, I've been watching him since he started, and I think he's great. He's a good filmmaker, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But that's his shtick. Like I play shitty games, and I talk about how shitty they are. Um, <clears throat> or you look at like <clears throat> the Nostalgia Critic, mm-hmm. who, again, I like the Nostalgia Critic. I watch every every week when he pops something up. I watch it. Um, they're enjoyable. But that's also his shtick. Is it's like, remember this thing. How fucking awful is this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, don't don't people like anything anymore? I think that there's a lot of that in the nerd community. I think that it, it, it's it became it this weird kind of like mashup of hipsterism mm-hmm. and nerdism, yeah. and like there was the two sects that were separate, but then there was some hipsters that were like, well, I like nerd shit, and they're like, well, I like hipster shit, and I have a beard and glasses and so do you like alright that, that's great and then they're like okay now there are people out there I know who would watch this and be like starry eyes fucking sucks right and here's why it's like okay you didn't like it that's awesome I loved it I mm-hmm. 100% would watch it again mm-hmm. okay and that's okay yeah. it's okay to like something it's okay to exactly. be a fan of things it's okay to be like you know well, yeah, I, a lot of these people I want to ask them like oh is there anything that you like yeah, Seriously. it's like, is there anything that you enjoy doing? And if it's, I don't want to hear some of, like, one of the things that I heard from a, a self-professed nerd, and I, I won't name names, um, there's just a guy I know, he was like, Steve Wilson <laughs> from Miami, Florida. There's some guy in Miami who's like, what the fuck? I didn't, I know, I didn't right? know you guys. Are you freaked out right now? Steve Wilson? <laughs> JK, JK. Um, he was like, railing against all this shit that he doesn't like. Yeah. And, like, just talk, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, well what are, like, what do you do for fun? He's like, and he's like, I like hanging out with my friends in a bar and talking about real shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, like, what? He's all like, ISIS? That's real. The Avengers aren't real. None of that shit happened. And I was like, okay, and I'm like, so what do you think we should do about ISIS? He's like, I don't know. I'm not a politician. I'm not a policymaker. I'm like, then, then what are we doing? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. He's like, well, don't you think we should talk about it? Okay, go ahead. Give me your solution, fucko. I'm really excited to hear what you think. And, like, he went off on this ill-informed diatribe that, like, he started here and then took a hard left into conspiracy theory land. I'm like, oh, okay, you're that guy. Right. You're I-don't-know-what-I'm-talking-about guy, so I'm just going to give you what I've heard. Right. And it's like, okay, I'm not the most informed person on the planet. Really not. But I watch enough news and read enough shit online, and granted, like, a lot of it comes from Gawker. 
but like it's still it's still news. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't even post my shit from Reddit, so I can't. Exactly. Post. Like, or I get stuff from <clears throat> from like Nine Gang. What did you know? Right. Um, but like you know, he didn't like one of the ancient cities in the Middle East. I believe it's in Syria has fallen to ISIS, and it's a place where like those ruins have been around since like the third or fourth century. Mm-hmm. Really long fucking time ago, and yeah. everyone's kind of like worried, like Plura, please don't destroy that. Because yeah. I think if they do, we're going to war with ISIS. Okay. Like, it's like, we're, we have to go murder all these guys. Okay. He didn't even know that happened. Right. And he was just like, well, it's all very clear. If you look back, he's like, Osama bin Laden was a CIA asset during the during the 80s when he fought the Mujahideen, when he was the in the Mujahideen in Afghanistan fighting the Soviet invasion. Yeah, I know all that yeah, already. when Rambo helped out? Yeah. Remember that? That's what that movie was about. Yeah. Like, I know that, dude. Yeah. He was just like, he was this... I, one of our friends, Curly, posted this this past Super Bowl Sunday, and yeah. I love him for this. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's it's um contrarian hipster douche day. Where it's like, I don't follow football, so I'm going to drink a PBR with my beer and hang out with my friends because fuck football. Man. He's like, I like football. Fuck all of you. Right. I was like, good for you. Yeah. It's like, you know what? It's okay to be a fan of something. It's okay to like sports. Yeah. It's okay to be a fan of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. You know what show... I watch that I love and anytime it's on I will stop what I'm doing to watch it is fucking Gilmore Girls I love that show alright okay yeah now most shapes are gonna be like whatever no one has a beard I just don't like it because they talk too fast. That's fine. You don't have to like it. But I'm totally okay with the fact that you do. And I and, and that's, that's the thing. Is fucking people let people people be people. I like, like what they want to like. Like unless I can't stand... unless unless you meet someone who is like you know what I'm really into. You know what just floats my boat is like sexism and racism and like child porn. Like that's the person that you're like no. no. That's what that's no, when no, you no, make no. your existence to like fuck up yeah. their existence as much as possible. That yeah. I'm like, show me where to go. Where's the meeting? I'm yeah. there. To, what do I need uh, to sign? Yep, I'm there to. We're get, against this guy. Yeah, it's like we gotta get Eric. Yeah, like that's fine. Yeah, but like if somebody, I Eric can, Wilson. In why Dayton, am I going Wilson all the time? In Dayton, fuck you, fuck, fuck your mother. You. Um, those, those Wilsons. They're all, all just no. You know what it is? It's because Thomas F. Wilson played Biff Tannen. Oh, in okay. the Back to the Future movies, and we've all held a grudge against that. He's a funny motherfucker, that guy. He's hilarious, dude. His stand-up is fucking His stand-up funny. is hilarious. Check it out. Um, but, like, I don't get people who, like, I watch, I have watched The Kardashians. I watch it from, like, and I'm not trying to be a hipster when I say this, but, like, I've watched it from, like, an anthropological standpoint. Like, how does this happen? Right. Like, how do, how is the are these people who in any other country on Earth would be dead or, or, or forced into sex slavery? Mm-hmm. Like how does how do they achieve multimillionaire will be billionaires by the time they die status? I don't get it. Right. I don't. I, I find them all repugnant in right. every way, shape, or form. But I can see their appeal, and I can understand how some people are like, you know what? I like them. Okay. Fuck it. I like them. Like okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna rail against you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like you're stupid and you're logical and and immature and dumb. And here's why. That's your thing. Because there are people out there who are like you liked Buffy. And like yeah no you're wrong I still like Buffy yeah I still enjoy Angel well it's, and I don't, I don't even, like I don't even understand just like that attitude like oh you like this but there and see like, the thing is on. like there are things that those people I mean, like unless you're talking about like like modern country music 
Yeah, I mean, fuck that. Yeah, that's terrible. No, like, you should all be rounded up and shot. Yeah. I think we should, we should fence off Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw all of them in there and make them fight to the death. Yeah. But other than that, like, come on. But, like, to be honest with you, like, do I like old country? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know, I, um... When I was at the movie theater yesterday, they had they were playing a tune mm-hmm. on the screen, like, you know, the pre-movie dealie. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of... It's got a catch to it. It's all right. This is a good tune. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, apparently some new like Kenny Chesney song. I was like, well, surprised there. That was all right. You know that what? Was a decent song. Good on you, Chesney. Back in the day, or mm-hmm. better, what and what I like to call the day, um, I was a fan of Garth Brooks. I still am a fan of Garth. I Brooks. enjoyed Thunder Rolls, mm-hmm. and even when the lightning strike. Yeah. Like I like Garth, and I like Old George Strait. If you're if you're anywhere. Anywhere in the world that has a group of people, like a large group of people, and Friends in Low Places fucking plays. Everybody knows that song. Everybody knows that song. Everybody sings that song, and everybody gets all the lyrics correct. Yep, so don't tell me you don't and know you Garth Brooks. you all become... One. One. Like, you're a family for, like, three and a half minutes. Like... It's all okay. It's everything. Everything in the world is. Okay. I'm even sure that, that, like ISIS, after they pull off like a horrific raid, there's yeah. one guy that starts singing, and he's like, "I got friends in low." Yep. They're everybody. They're all playing their AKs like a guitar. Yeah. Seriously, like, I had. Uh, there was one time I was in a bowling alley. There was a full bowling alley. We used, they used to have this thing here in, in Albuquerque uh, at a bowling alley called Galactic Bowling. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Yeah. They saw shit like that. Did they? Yeah. Okay, because they, they would like. It was like late at night. And, you, and they turn out all the lights. Black lights come on. All the black lights come on, and like all the bowling stuff starts glowing. And they start. And they start just bumping music. And, and they like always bowling. play the disco version of the Star Wars theme to start. Mm-hmm. And that that shit's pretty yeah. dope. You kind of want to roller disco your way across all the lanes and like have everybody watch it. You're like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. What's up, ladies? This is a good time. Yeah. But every single time they did that, at some point in the night, they would play Friends of Low Places. Mm. And everybody knew. Everything it. stopped. Nobody was bowling during that song. Nobody was going to get a beer. Nothing. The only thing that was happening in that place is that everyone's singing that song. Employees included. And during that song, every single person in that building, you are a family, you are mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And you're all each other's friends, and you are all in low places. Yep. The other song that I've noticed that happened to is uh, Blister in the Sun yeah. by the Violent Fams. I was in a bar, mm-hmm. okay, an actual human bar, and that song comes on. And everybody's singing along, and everybody knows every word. Everybody's pointing uh-huh. at each other, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you know what part starts to get real low? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the bar, except for the people who work there, was like, when I'm a bum, they physically get low. They got get low, and then yeah. it's like, let me go! And everybody jumps, liquor's flying everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's laughing and having a great time. Mm-hmm. And everybody, it's like a freeze frame, like, Ferris Bueller moment, where it's yeah. just like, yeah! Yeah, totally. And it yeah. was great. Yeah, the only other song that I know that has that same effect is... Uh, Big Balls by ACDC. But the only problem with that is everybody only knows the chorus. That's true. Nobody knows the actual words. I know the words. Yeah, me too, but people try, though. They'll yeah. at least mumble it. No, because it's like, left and to the right, and my uh, every night. It's like, yeah, you yeah. know, like, part of the song. Yeah. That's okay. Because you're trying. You're trying. And the thing is, you help help them along. The great thing is that you're enjoying something and you're having fun. Yeah. And that's okay. Why aren't we allowed to do that anymore? It's just internet. You know what? 
And I not fucking fun. I believe this honestly. It's the hipster thing. Yeah. Because the whole like, oh, I like sleigh bells. You probably haven't heard of them. They're you know they're not they're not mainstream. And then sleigh bells aren't mainstream. It's they're a noise band. Like okay, they're they're an indie band. One hundred percent. All right. But like I love sleigh bells. I think okay. they're great. Our friend, our buddy hipster Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um, we love you, hipster Josh. We love hipster Josh. He would swear up, he'd punch us both in the face if we heard this, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, he he didn't like Sleigh Bells, and that's okay. Right. But when they went mainstream and got a legit record deal, I was like, fuck these guys, they're sold out. Matt and Kim sold out. Yeah. Why? Because they achieved success? Isn't that the point? Isn't right. the point of being an, an entertainer in any aspect to, like, achieve a level of success where, like, you know, you have money and notoriety and people want to go pay to see you? Like, that's the point. Well, in music, that's always been that's always been a thing. Like it, selling out. Like I remember, you know, in my teenage years, the mighty mighty like, boss sounds right. Well, that, but then you know, because I, you know, the the whole grunge era, mm-hmm. it was like Pearl Jam and Nirvana sold out or whatever. Well, what are they and supposed to like, do? Are they supposed to languish in in poverty just yeah, so that so you and only you can like them? It's, yeah, it's so dumb. Although I remember, and I'm not a fan of Metallica. Okay. Okay, but I remember like sort of an interview that they had with their old bassist or I don't know Jason Newstead yeah. yeah and uh, I don't know the reporter or something whoever it was was like was like how do you respond to people saying that you know Metallica sold out and he was like we did sell out every night every show I remember that it was on behind the music oh was it yeah cause he was like he was like yes Metallica sold out we yeah. saw it every show every theater every time yeah and I was like no. Argument's over. Yeah. How do you... He won the argument. Yeah. So I can't be I, mad at him for that. That was good. I would never begrudge an artist, and I hate using that term because it sounds so douchey, but I would never begrudge an entertainer, anybody who considers himself an artist or an entertainer, achieving a level of monetary or social success. Sure. It, you know why? Because you're doing something that 1% of the population can do. Mm-hmm. You are creating something out of fucking thin air. Yeah. You're taking an idea, which is an intangible thing, and you're making it into something. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I heard from those two giggling bitches behind me last night was what the fat one says to the skinny, ugly one. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I say stuff like that all the time. Then the skinny, ugly one says to the fat, ugly one, you totally do. You just have to write stuff down. You could totally do that. So I know I could. Yeah, I know you could. No, you cannot. Mm-hmm. Because Amy Schumer and the two comedians that opened for her and Metallica and Edgar Wright and, you know, Simon Pegg and all those guys, they they are part of 1% of the population that can make something out of nothing and make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. That is damn near impossible well, and then, to do. And then, and then they make it look easy. You know, it, to, to anyone just sort of, sort of looking at it, you know, it's like they just pull this genius out of the ether. Mm-hmm. And it's like... That's not how it works, dude. They grind These guys it out. work their asses off. Like I, I'd be willing. To, I don't know anything about Amy Schumer other than the fact that she's hilarious. But, and I think on the surface it seems like she just came out of nowhere. I guarantee you, I don't even know, and you can confirm this or whatever. But she's been probably doing stand up for a real long fucking time. Okay, she's she's my age. She's thirty three. Okay. Okay. She and she said last night she's been doing stand up for ten years. It took her ten years, and she was doing open mic nights in New York. Which sure. is notoriously the hardest. Yeah. Th- those guys are ruthless. 
to each other. That's probably how, how she got so good. Exactly. That's how she's got, like, that wit that's like a fucking katana, and it'll slice you in half the second mm-hmm. she gets it. Um, I mean, same thing with, like, you know, but like, like last Louis C.K. Yeah, last night she was working out material. She had a piece of paper, and you could see her. She was like, okay. And, like, she was skipping bits she didn't think were going to work or she didn't trust yet. That mm-hmm. it's, like, it's funny, but it's not there yeah, yet. She was picking wor- stuff that she was trying yeah, to work out. Yeah, because, like, and... if she does a special half of that shit is going to be on there but yeah. that's what it takes mm-hmm. the script for Hot Fuzz it took them 18 months to get that right Yeah, I don't even know how many drafts that is Right, 18 months yeah. that's a year and a half yeah. devote a year and like all you complaining bitches out there devote a year and a half of your life to one thing mm-hmm. and I guarantee you it'll still suck a bag of smashed assholes mm-hmm. well like I was going to say it was like uh, like Louis C.K. take that for example it seemed like Louis C.K. was just like Exploded on the scene a couple of years ago. Best, like he's the best comedian ever. Louis C.K. has been doing stand-up since like I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you can look, he directed Pootie Tang. Remember Pootie Tang? He directed it. If you didn't see Pootie Tang, that's that's all right. Don't. You know, you don't have to worry about it. I'm just saying that was a while ago. Like Louis C.K. has been around for a long while. You know who? And he worked his ass off for a long fucking time to get to where he's at now. Now, did it help that he had a very famous comedian friend named Chris Rock help him out with stuff on the Chris Rock show and give him work and stuff like that? Yeah, it did. But do you think that Chris Rock would have kept him around if Louis C.K. wasn't genuinely funny? Exactly. And genuinely it's, not talented? Like, it's not like Chris Rock just like handed him his success. No, he worked for it. He worked for it. And I, I think it. that's one of the things that I see that people hate, especially with this like weird backlash against Joss Whedon. Is that it? What it wasn't so much that he was a, he's a misogynist and a, and a sexist. Is that he identifies as a, as a feminist, like hardcore feminist. People need to settle the fuck down with this stuff. I agree. Seriously. But before we get into that, we will yeah. get into that. Um, I think it was because you know what, he's doing something that they can't do, mm-hmm. and it makes people angry and it makes mm-hmm. them bitter. And it's like, well, I have to tear it down. I can't mm-hmm. do that, so it can't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gonna exist, and you guys are gonna have to fucking learn to live with it again. Mm-hmm. But, like, the whole feminism thing, anti-feminism, you know, misogyny, anti-misogyny, like, this whole thing, this whole, you know, social justice warriors and men's rights activists, like, this shit has to stop, man. This is kind of me. What happened to people just being assholes? Yeah, Can't people just be a fucking asshole? Like, it's like, yeah. he's a racist pig. No, it's not. He's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. He's just an asshole. I actually kind of want to get into that a little bit, um, because uh, after we take, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and I get into the second part of this. Yeah. Because uh, I want to talk about Mad Max, and because uh, I went and saw that. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and that kind of goes into what we're just about to talk about. Okay. So then come back to part two. We'll see you in a minute. In a minute. Hey everybody. Welcome back for part two, um, Electric Boogaloo, of our uh, of our discussion here. And when we when when last we left you, we were talking about we were hating on everybody, hating everything. And so yeah, we don't you don't need to point out the irony of that. Yeah, like we got we're, it. We're aware. Um, but you had brought up Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I haven't seen it yet. I went and saw it yesterday. Okay. Um, Mad Max is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Fury Road. Well, I mean that statement. Mad Max is a great movie. That also applies. That's to also accurate. It's also it's accurate all the way around. But I went and saw Fury Road last yes. night, and holy shit, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I'm 
I venture to say, so far, it is my favorite movie of this year. Okay, and I like that you, you put the qualifier of so far. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Entourage yet. <laughs> or um, that the the video game one with uh, Adam Sandler. I haven't seen that yet. I kind of want to see that. I haven't seen Sinister 2 yet. Hey, I enjoyed or, the first Sinister. Um, I haven't seen the first Sinister. And to be honest with you, the only reason I just said that is because there was a trailer for it before Fury Road. Okay. And I was actually like... It looks kind of creepy. Um, the first Sinister with uh, Ethan Hawke, uh-huh. an admitted. Oh, I think we talked about this a little we, bit. Yeah, like see, the, I have a hard time because there's like three movie franchises that are kind of similar. Insidious. Yeah, Insidious, Sinister, Sinister, and then and in, in Sinister, yes. or something. No, it's a uh, Sinsidious. Sinsidious. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I haven't seen Sinsidious yet, so I don't know. But so far. To this day, in uh, May of 2015... 20 15. Yeah. Uh, Fury Road is uh, my favorite film that I've seen. Okay. So, I remember when the trailer first came out, mm-hmm. a while ago. Like, I remember watching it just being like, this is fucking insane. Like, yeah. they can't do a two-hour action movie, but... They did. Yeah. They really fucking did, and it works. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um... And I'm not. I'm not going to. We t- we spoke about our, our friend Curly uh, mm-hmm. in the first part, um, and you should know who Curly is. Curly Tlapoyawa, uh, and I'll put some info on that motherfucker right here. Stuntman extraordinaire, uh, also actor, uh, horror movie icon, um, and he's martial artist as well. Martial artist. Don't. Yeah. Forget that shit. He's yeah. Um, He's a good dude all around. He, and, yeah. and he talks a lot about, being a stuntman, he talks a lot about uh, the fact that it's kind of a, it's a crime that like the Academy Awards doesn't have uh, a section for stunts. Okay. But I have a, I have a question to ask about that. Okay. The night before the big Oscars, the Sunday, on the Saturday night before the Sunday night Oscars, they have the like production Oscars. Mm-hmm. Is there no stunt category there either? As far as I'm aware, there's none. Okay, that's a bunch of There bullshit. is no recognition for stunts. Stuntmen... In the academy, that's well, from what I understand. If I'm wrong, let me know. Be nice. Well, then Not, the, the, the internet, whatever. If that's the case, then the academy needs to go fuck themselves because they need a stunt category. They need absolutely need a stunt category. And uh, and actually, I was I was talking with Curly last night, and he brought that up, and I was thinking it too. Is that if if any if there was any a time where the academy should bring in a stunt category is because of Fury Road. Mm-hmm. The stuff they are doing in this movie. Is insane. Now, just from the trailer, there's obviously some CGI. There's some. Like, the giant lightning storm, but it looks like 90% of it is practical effects. 90% of it is practical effects. Almost all of the CGI has to do with, uh, like, background stuff, weather things. Mm-hmm. What's what's going on between the vehicles, that's all practical effects, sir. Um, they're really doing that. Uh, I think they're telling me at one point that there's a whole part of, part of this, uh, like, there's a whole scene in the movie mm-hmm. where they had, like, 120 stuntmen. Wow. In one shot. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's... Like, and they're all doing... I mean, because they've got the whole, like, they're up on the poles, and they've got, like, guys on the bottom, and they're, like, you know, putting the weight on them, so the guy on the top's being swung from car to car. You know, they're jumping from car to car, doing all that stuff, falling off. It's crazy what they're doing. Flipping semis... Yeah. 
Which I mean, again, just from the trailers that I've seen, like the stuff that they were doing, and it, it's it's great to see that there was actual practical effects. Mm-hmm. Because I think that I think that needs there needs to be more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it was it was really cool to see the stuff that they were trying to do. Um, I 100% agree that there needs to be a stunt category at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think it's foolish when you see like Tom Cruise is a big fan of doing his own stunts. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like, they have people for that? Yeah. And they're well-trained, mm-hmm. and they're paid a lot of money specifically so that you don't die, fucko. Yeah. So why don't you get off the side of the airplane yeah. and let the guy who's trained and knows what he's doing mm-hmm. go do it? Well, who was it uh, in an interview that I saw? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Machete. Danny uh, Trejo. Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. He had that interview where he was talking about that, and he was like, I don't do my own stunts, and I'd never claim to. Like what a dick thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. He's like they, these guys. This is their living. Yeah. Like why would I take that away from them? That's bullshit. You know, and it's like good on Dan Trejo. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great that he would actually come out and say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things I love about Mad Max, and again I hate keep saying it, but from the trailer is when Max is on one of those poles and he's swinging through the air and all this shit is blowing up behind him and he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is insane. Yeah. Like that, I can't I imagine that's what that scene was like. You're just like, oh, here we go. And it's, I mean, the pretty much the whole movie is that. It's just like this. What all that's going on is so crazy. This giant chasing. Yeah, that's pretty much what the movie is. It's, okay. it's like the the last twenty minutes of Road Warrior, mm-hmm. but as a two hour movie. So I'm assuming that there's some story in there. There is. There's a story. Um, basically, what it boils down to is that. Uh, like right in the first minute of the movie Max gets captured mm-hmm. uh, by the the war boys who uh, they're underlings for uh, Immortan Joe who runs this section of the wasteland mm-hmm. um, and so he gets captured and then he goes to escape and ends up sort of uh, through this and that and uh, things happening that you should see um he ends up with Imperator Furiosa, who is, uh, what's the actress's name? Charlize Theron. Yes. And she, uh, is a, a girl who was, uh, captured by Morton Joe when she was a child, and then sort of raised in that to become kind of like one of his generals. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she, you know, she doesn't feel beholden to him at all. She wants to escape. So it just so happens this is, this is the day she's going to escape. And she's also brought with her, like, and Morton Joe keeps a harem of, like, only the, the beautiful women. Mm-hmm. To, they're, they're called breeders. It's for him to, you know, sire children. And so he just sort of has this, these, these like, six beautiful women that he keeps under lock and key. Mm-hmm. And so Furiosa frees them, takes her with, and she's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And it just so happens that's when Max is escaping. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up helping them out. Okay. To, to get away. Yes. And so then, thus begins the chase. Right. Which spans the next hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Probably even more than that. The movie is exactly two hours long. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And, like, the action begins on, like, minute three. <laughs> or it's just, it's just bananas the whole time. It's just, like, set up. Like, oh, here's Max. Oh, now he's captured. Like, within a minute. You know, it's just... It's him, and he's like he's 
right next to the interceptor. Mm-hmm. His hair's all grown out. He's got this big beard. Like he eats a lizard, and it's like kind of a, uh, you know, voiceover. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I used to be a cop. And this is what's going on. And then the war boys show up and capture him. Like at that moment. Does he manage to get away for a minute? A few seconds. I mean, he fights them off pretty good. But they but get then him. They, they get him. Okay. And then they get him in, and then they like cut all his hair off, and they're in the middle of that. They're about to brand him, and that's when he breaks free. And then there's like a whole chase sequence throughout their the know, complex, yeah. the complex, and then he finally gets out. And it just from there, it's there's like two or three spots where it kind of slows down mm-hmm. um, for a little bit of expository stuff, but it just seems like, yep, that's what's going on. All right, let's go, and it's and then right back, back to yeah, yeah. See, I, I want to see that. You need to see it. I, I, you need to see it. I completely agree. It. I'm sure most of them. <clears throat> you should. I, you know, and the thing is, is that um, I don't think there's going to be really a middle road on this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like if you saw the trailer and you're like, this looks insane and a lot of fun. Well, then you, that's exactly what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you had that, that reaction to the trailer, that's exactly what you're going to get. If you look, looked at the trailer and you're like, that looks dumb. I don't want to see something like that. Then don't go see it because the trailer is like this is what's going on. That's what you're gonna get from this. And I so. I completely support that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think there hasn't been a really good like crazy where it's just nonstop action movie from beginning to end yeah. in a really long time. Yeah. Like, do you remember Shoot 'Em Up? Yeah, I was just about to say Shoot 'Em Up. Where it was just like there was like that much story, violence, 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 violence. That much story, violence, violence, credits. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. all that needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Although it kind of killed Clive Owen's career, <laughs> which kind of sucks because that movie was fun. Uh, and I like Clive Owen. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, Mad Max looks great. I think it looks really awesome. Um, I did see some reviews where people were talking about how Max, uh, Max, Tom Hardy pales in comparison to Mel Gibson in terms of their portrayal of Max. Just people need to shut the fuck up. I swear to God. Right, so here's the thing. <clears throat> And this is another problem I had, and this kind of this maybe lead into what we were talking about in the first half. Um, I think that a lot of people, and it's still going on these today, that people look at these movies with you know these retro goggles, mm-hmm. this like false reverence. That I think that they're they remember them as something that they they aren't. You know, I talk about um, like the Indiana Jones series mm-hmm. and I think it's totally fucking ridiculous that there's just people out there that are like oh you mean the three Indiana Jones movies because there were only three because four was so bad you know and it's like shut the fuck up like that four was an alright movie yeah it wasn't terrible and it, and it certainly was an Indiana Jones movie yeah it absolutely you know was I mean? it was 100% Indiana Jones movie absolutely you know the whole thing with the fridge mm-hmm. you know which is a sequence that I actually liked when I saw it I was like oh sweet yeah, I, and I've said this before, and I'm saying yeah, I really like the sequence where fucking Shia LaBeouf and uh, Kate Blanchett are astride jeeps yeah. through the jungle yeah. having a sword fight. Because yeah. there's no vines and, and, and roots and shit on the ground that the trucks are going to smash into, and momentum isn't going to knock them off either way. It's just, this is what's happening. But those oh. are, that's Indiana Jones movies. That's the kind of shit that has happened in every Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. It's no different than the fucking boulder in the first scene of the first movie is no different to them jumping out of a fucking airplane in an uninflated raft. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which, okay, there's something I've always wanted to mention to people, and I brought this up to my family when I was a kid, and they were like, shut up. 
Only the outside of the raft inflates, guys. The inside stays flat. Yeah. So when they hit that mountain, mm-hmm. all of this broken. Yeah. They're all writhing and screaming. If they hit snow. Snow's hard. When it's packed on top of each other like that, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. Hey, they all died. Yeah. And not, there's like rocks and stuff under the snow. Yeah. Not one of them yeah. lived through that. But and that's the whole thing is that people are like shut up when you bring that up. But then it's like they're the same, probably the same people that are like he would have never survived in that fridge. Exactly. Well, clearly. But it's Indiana Jones. Shut up. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And so I feel the same way about this whole thing with Mad Max. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we going to do? Bring fucking Mel Gibson back? Like, he's like a thousand years old. He's a thousand years old. He's gone insane. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen Mel Gibson lately. Homeboy is swole. Like, he's put on a fuck ton of muscle. Like, yeah, he was. We, we need to be scared at this Oh, point. for sure. <laughs> Like he was, he's being, planning something. <laughs> he is. He's working on something real bad. He's like, yeah. okay, I'm coming for you. So I tried like, to come back with that fucking Beaver movie, but that didn't work. He's like, y'all wouldn't let me have get the Gringo. Now I'm gonna get y'all all of you. So just yeah. get ready. No, um, we had a couple of like last year we had some UFC fights here in town. He was in town filming a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, he was there in the audience, and he's sitting there in like a t-shirt, right? And he's not flexing, and he's just sitting there, and he's like, you know. I, because a bunch of fighters were around. Because it's like it's fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like re- regardless of what happened, it's fucking Mel Gibson. Right. And he's sitting there, and, and his T-shirt was just like, yeah, yeah, hold on. Like it was, com- like in the veins in his arm. I'm like, dude, no, he's huge. Yeah. Like I didn't notice, but Mel Gibson, Dave Chappelle, and Dr. Dre have all just decided to just lift every weight they can get their hands on. Yeah. And now Dr. Dre, like, I saw him the other day in a magazine, and I was like, what the fuck happened to fucking Dre? No, I don't want a part of that. Like, why is he so huge? Yeah. Dave Chappelle's wearing a tank top, and he's, like, he's got traps, dude. They're huge. Like, he's got no neck anymore. I almost, like, I saw him recently on something, and, like, I almost didn't recognize him. Because his face is different now. Because he's put on a shit yeah. ton of muscle. Yeah. Like, at some point... It's weird. It wasn't until, like, he sm- he started laughing or something. I was like, oh, there's Dave Chappelle inside of that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Inside the Hulkbuster armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, Mel Gibson's finally something. But, like, he's too old to come back and play Mad Max. He's too he old to come back. And, and, you know, the fact that he's, you know... I, I still love Mel Gibson. I'm always going to love Mel Gibson. I, he has I'm a special place in, in my heart. We may be in the minority. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, he did some bad stuff. Sure... He seems to be, like, to, decided to be, like, a part-time supervillain for some reason. But you know what's funny? But... Is that he didn't do anything bad. He, he just said, said a bunch of drunken things. shit. And I've said some pretty gnarly shit when I'm drunk. I was drunk last night, and I'm pretty sure I said some some things that would not be acceptable in... Mixed company. Yeah. Um, I wasn't drinking last night, and I said some things that yeah. would get me thrown in jail or yeah. fired as a teacher. Yeah. So whatever, but whatever, however you feel about Mel Gibson, it wouldn't have made sense to bring him back from that match. Not one. And Tom Hardy is one of the finest actors that we have right now. Simple as that. If you don't agree, then you're you stupid. Know, this is America. You're allowed to be wrong. But like that's that's in the Constitution. So whatever. The thing is, is that what I'm talking about, what people remember, are looking at these movies with um, these retro goggles, is that I, I hear a lot of that, like, people are wanting to believe that, like, oh, this isn't actually Mad Max, it's just maybe someone who, like, took up the mantle of Mad Max, or whatever, and, or, like, found his stuff, and, you know, I've heard that, or, you know, things like that, because they want to not, they don't want to accept Tom Hardy as 
at max. And it doesn't make any sense because it's like um, a, lo- a lot of things they cite is that he's got maybe ten lines in the whole movie. It's probably more than that, but not much. He doesn't talk much. Mel Gibson didn't either in any other fucking movies. Like, I think literally in The Road Warrior, I think the actual count of lines that he has is 16 lines in the entirety of The Road Warrior. That's a long way to have a movie. Yeah. Well, look at Thunderdome. The only reason he says so much in Thunderdome is because he has scenes of dialogue between him and Tina Turner. And if you watch those scenes, it's mostly her. It's about Tina Turner. It's 90% Tina Turner. Thunderdome is about Tina Turner and those kids. Mm -hmm. It's not about Mad Max. He's just there. He's just there. Uh, Road Warrior is not about Mad Max. It's about fucking... uh, The tanker and uh, the gyro guy. Lord, what's his name? Lord Lord, Lord Lord Humongous. Humongous. Yeah, and the gyrocopter guy. Yeah. That's what those movies are about. Max is just there. Yeah. Now, Mad Max... It's about Mad Max. It's about Mad Max. And how he became mad. Although, I have to admit, when I found found out his last name, I was like, what? Rakitansky? Rakitansky. That's stupid. And then my other question... Uh, Australians. As a kid, when I was whilst watching Mad Max, mm-hmm. or watching uh, The Road Warrior, mm-hmm. I was like... Why does everybody look like they're gonna have sex with each other like the second they get they get that tanker back? Like, why is everybody dressed in S and M bondage gear? Because that's what happens in the apocalypse. I guess so, because it's like it's the end of the world. Like, I don't have to wear pants anymore. Fuck it. Yeah. And they just like I'm wearing leather all the time because it it you know it lasts. It's like the only people who survived the apocalypse were all the gimps that were in somebody's spider hole. Right. Like they're, they're ready free. ready to get you know butt raped yeah. and then when the apocalypse happened they're like oh guess I'm the leader now yeah. everybody wear stuff that doesn't cover your asshole cause that's where I'm gonna spend a lot of my time yep. we'll see you on Thursday yep. nope <laughs> that's bad um, so yeah I remember reading those reviews where people were like you know well Tom Hardy pales a comparison I'm like why okay we have no problem accepting that James Bond is played by a different actor in every movie Okay, we've gone over your code name bullshit when I was trying to scan. But it's not bullshit; it's true. It's but, stop it. And, but, I, and I have a feeling uh, that it's going to be um, confirmed, Inspector, in one way, shape, or form. But anyway, anywho, um, why does you know why do people have such a problem accepting that? Okay, this is the same character played by a different actor. We have no problem accepting that Batman is a is Bruce Wayne is played by a different person over a series of movies. And that's fine. But people just hold on to something, like, and they can't let go. I think it's because, like, like with Batman or something, it's because he wears the mask. Because Batman's the real person, and then Bruce Wayne is the mask. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it just sort of stems from, like we were talking about in the first part, is that people just don't like things anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh... I mean, there was so much hate for this movie, like when it was first announced. Mm-hmm. And even me, even myself, I was like, "Really, we're getting another Mad Max movie? Like, do we do we need one?" As it turns out, we did. We absolutely did. But yeah, I think people are just like dismissing shit like sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I were talking before the podcast. There was a uh, an article on something. I don't know what it was, but then it was it was like this guy trying to uh, talk about how the Fury Road is like feminist propaganda, mm-hmm. and it's just like, come on. Okay, I, and for those 
that are uninformed explain to me how it's feminist propaganda. Well, I mean, it's Mad Max movie, and as it as Mad Max movies tend to be, he's sort of ancillary. He's just sort of there. He moves the plot along. He doesn't talk much. He's just, you know, like... Like, he's, he's like the deus ex machina of his own movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, these other people's shit's going on. This is awful. What are we going to do? And then Max sort of shows up and is like, this is what you do. And then everything's cool. That's how Mad Max movies function. And, and Fury Road is no different. Uh, Furiosa, uh, Charlize Theron, her character is really the star of this movie. And, you know, and, and the whole story of it is is her trying to get under the, you know, out from under the thumb of a Martin Joe and, you know, get his women slaves away. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's where it was kind of coming from. One of them, like, I, I remember, I think there was an example in the article, I could be wrong about this, but there's a scene in the movie where um, uh, they, they're... The, their vehicle's stuck in some mud or whatever, and there's a there's a guy coming to get them, and they can see his headlight mm-hmm. off in the distance. And Max has a, a long range rifle, and there's only like four bullets. They've counted the bullets. There's only four, and he takes like three shots trying to get this take this guy out. And he realizes there's just like no, he's not gonna make the shot. So and then Furiosa walks up, and he literally just hands her the gun, like without even saying. He's just like, here. Mm-hmm. And she ends up actually using his shoulder to brace, and she's like, don't breathe. And then she takes a shot, and she takes the guy out. And I think the guy used this as an example mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, you know, it's, we've now uh, demasculated Max. He couldn't do it, so we had to bring in the woman, you know, who, you know, who was uh, actually capable, and she does it in one shot. And it's like, it has nothing to do with gender. Like, this movie, like, literally, any character, you could, you could change out, excuse me, you could change out the gender of anyone in this film, Mm -hmm. except for the pregnant one, but anyone in this film, and it would still be great. Mm -hmm. You could change the gender of Max, and it'd still be great. Like, I don't understand why it has to put these, like, gender politics into this. Well, it's just, I think that when something like that happens, and I'm, I'll speak for myself here, when, when, when people get online and start bitching about things like that, especially in terms of, like, you know, male versus female, I think it's because that dude is probably threatened by strong women. Yeah. Where it's like, there's no fucking, if a man can't do it, there's no way a woman could. Well, fucko, she did. Yeah. Like, just deal with it. Like, there was actually a part in the article, and, and the guy actually hadn't even seen the movie. He was taking, basing all of this on the trailers and the clips that he had seen. Mm-hmm. And he, it's just, and it's comical at this point, because he's like, he's like in the trailer it shows you know Furiosa like barking orders at Mad Max, mm-hmm. and there's actually like a line break, you know paragraph end, mm-hmm. and then one line, nobody barks orders at Mad Max. Oh my god. And then it's like line break next paragraph. Oh. It's like, really, I don't know. I, I don't get... I think this whole, like, feminism... Like like we said in, in part one. Mm-hmm. This whole so- social justice warrior thing mm-hmm. has gotten completely out of hand. It's out of control. Where now it's infecting everything where it's like, you know, 
Age of Ultron is sexist because we didn't get too we didn't get enough Black Widow. Well, Mad Max is sexist because we got too much Furiosa. It's like what the fuck do you people want? Like what is the problem? Why why does well, it have to I mean, be an that's issue? obviously the other side, you know, um, like the Mad Max thing that was from the other side. Exactly, and then my point um, is that it's, but it's, it's, but it's causing it's causing this this rift that's getting crazier and crazier on both sides. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, you know, it's probably been clear through you know these podcasts and stuff that like. I tend to be more on the non-feminist side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just... And, and just clarify, because this is going on the internet, so mm-hmm. probably need to clarify some things, is that I don't believe that the modern feminism, as it's being handled now, uh, adheres to the original idea of equality of the sexes. Mm-hmm. Um I don't believe in feminism. I don't believe in male power, whatever. The male, male, the male rights movement. Male rights movement. I, I don't agree with that. Like I'm an egalitarian. Mm-hmm. Like if we, if we, I want everyone to be equal. If we're going to be equal, we all should be equal. Hmm? And we're never going to be that if this shit continues on both sides. Yeah. Um. Not every, not every man is a rapist. Not a, you know, women shouldn't uh, be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Like. How about we just be fucking people? Here's the thing. Why do you have to be anything? Exactly. Like, the the, the the problem I have with it is people are like, well, you have to pick a side. No, I fucking don't. Yeah. Okay? I'm a guy. Yeah. I like guy shit. I love mixed martial arts. Yeah. I like watching two dudes strap on gloves, walk into a cage, and beat the fucking Christ out of each other. Mm-hmm. Okay? But on the other side, I love Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Why can't you just like what you like and be who you want to be? Like, look... If you want to be a sexist asshole and be like, yeah, women should not be allowed to fucking handle guns or vote or do whatever. Okay, you're a fucking, you're a throwback, you're a caveman, but that's your thing, go have fun with it. Okay. Right. On the other hand, if you want to have, you know, the idea that men are all rapists and that no woman ever actually gives consent to sex, whatever, okay, that's fine, that's your thing, you go deal with it. Mm-hmm. However, understand that those are, those old boxes are going to section you off from the rest of society, mm-hmm. as they should. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when it comes down to liking what you like and being who you want to be and stuff like that, just go do it. Mm-hmm. And not you don't have to fuck up everyone else's lives. And there doesn't need to be this rift where it's like, I'm like you. I think everything should be equal. Mm-hmm. Now understand, because it's equal doesn't mean it's fair. Exactly. That's the that's the thing. Is like women want it like feminists, diehard feminists and men's right activists on both sides are it needs to be fair to me. Right. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as fair. And there never ever was, there never will you show me in the in the constitution or whatever document you adhere to where it says life, liberty and fairness. It doesn't. It says life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness is not guaranteed exactly. to anybody. Mm-hmm. If you want it, go get it. Mm-hmm. Understand, there's going to be prices, there's going to be costs. You're going to lose people from your life, other people are going to fucking hate you, and so on, so, so on and so forth down the line. Mm-hmm. However, there's no such thing as fair. Life isn't fair. Mm-hmm. Look at fucking Paris Hilton. That person, that creature, mm-hmm. was born into a life of avarice, mm-hmm. money, and kind of doing whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Understand, though, the trade-off with that was that she's legally retarded. Right. Okay? That's the deal. It's like, you have all this money, you're dumb as fuck. Right. And you got a weird thing with your eye. Yeah. Okay? That's that's the trade-off. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not 
It's not fair, but that's how it worked out for her. Now, when you're a men's right activist, and this is the problem I have with it, where guys are like, you know, that's not fair. Men work harder. We deserve more pay. Like, hold on. This is, okay, I'm going to show you where your argument is wrong. It's not that you work harder. It's that you work a harder job. Right. Construction across the board is hard. Mm-hmm. A woman could do construction if she wanted to. She's just smart enough not to. Mm-hmm. I've known women who are HVAC installers. They install heating and air conditioning. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it fucking sucks. It's a hard job, but it pays really well. Yeah. They're tin knockers, okay? Mm-hmm. Guys are doing it too. Mm-hmm. Conversely, there are guys who, like me, I work in an office. I work in a cubicle. It's nice and air-conditioned, and, you know, I pound a keyboard all day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what? Does it make me any less of a man than a guy who's slinging sheet metal? It's just we have different jobs, and that's okay. Yeah. Just as a woman who's a police officer, <clears throat> okay, and a guy who, you know, is a yoga instructor, she's not any tougher than he is. Well, maybe. But, you know, it doesn't make her any more masculine than him. It's just, right. okay... You do something different than her, and that's fine. Yeah. It, and, and it all boils down to personal interest or whatever. <clears throat> be who you want to be, do what you want to do, but understand that it doesn't make you any less or any more than any other person. It just exactly. makes you different, and exactly. that's fine. And the thing is, is that <clears throat> if, you're, if you're a woman and what you're, what you're interested in and what you want to do mm-hmm. is something that falls under the idea of like a gender specific like if you like if 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 you're a woman and your life goal is to be like a seamstress fucking more power to you do that okay go. Like, there's I, I don't nothing do it. fucking wrong with that nope conversely in the same way that it's that if you want to you know be a fucking navy seal fucking great like yeah. do that see that's the thing is like I've, I've never understood that like we'll use that as an example of women on the front lines of combat like a lot of people are like women can't handle it okay how do you know yeah. how, how do you like, know do you and do not, don't give me like... studies and facts and figures how do you know that a woman couldn't handle it have you been in combat with a woman no okay then shut up you yeah. don't know yeah, like, you don't know what you even base that off of exactly and furthermore more power to her I don't want to go Yeah. I don't want to go fucking fight ISIS with a gun in my hand so I so. may have to look at the way things are going but if she wants to volunteer before me, more power. I'll drive you to the recruiting office. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Same side of that, other side of that coin. If a woman, if a guy wants to open a cupcake shop, mm-hmm. wants to be a professional baker, which is, you know, ostensibly a woman's job, more power to you. I don't want to fucking mm-hmm. make cupcakes all day. Yeah. I'll come buy one mm-hmm. and I'll eat it. I will eat your cupcake. I will eat your cupcake hard. <laughs> And then make sure you're serving delicious soda pops as something to, to wash more sugar down mm-hmm. with. But I don't want to open a cupcake shop. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't... Not everything has to be feminist or men's rights motivated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sexist or misogynist or racist. Like, why can't it just be? Why can't it just exist? Why does Age of Ultron have to be misogynist propaganda? Why can't it just be a movie where a guy turns into a giant green rage monster and fights a robot? Why can't it just be that? Exactly. Like, why does... That's... And I guarantee you, if Starry Eyes were to have been a bigger movie, mm-hmm. it would have gotten ripped apart by social justice warriors. Yeah. In that the only way a woman have, can have success is if she subjects herself to, you know, 
a submissive role to a man. If a woman wants to be um, successful in her own way, she's going to have to pay some horrible, possibly demonic price. And it's like, you guys, why can't it just be a horror movie? Right. Why can't it be just be a creepy, like, scary movie? Why does it have to be... Why can't you just take it as it is instead of taking it and shaping it into what you need it to be to validate your argument? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the hypothesis bias where it's like they're they're taking the evidence and shaping it to their hypothesis. I think that's how it goes, right? Instead of shaping their hypothesis to the evidence. Or, like, I, the inverse, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I'm sure I'm fucking that up. Scientific method. You know what that is. But, like, I'm sure I sound completely ignorant right now. But it's like, you guys are, like, you're <clears throat> you're using the finished product to prove why you're right. and <clears throat> But you're taking things that aren't there and you're putting them there. <clears throat> so you're falsifying your evidence. Yeah. I, it just, it drives it's, me it's nuts. Annoying. It's honestly, it's a good portion of why I stay off the internet. Yeah. Well, you know, and what it all boils down to, really, is that I don't, I think it's unfair that... Like, when I go and see a movie like The Avengers, and I have to uh, look at this image, this, like, unattainable image of, like, Thor. Yeah. Like, that's offensive to me. And so, it are, do you feel like... Away, the... It should be taken away from everyone else. <laughs> do you feel like they're body shaming you? They're body shaming me by having Thor in that fucking movie. And you, like, he had his shirt off. And he was glistening in a pool. Now that's offensive, and it needs to be taken. It needs to be taken away from the children and everyone. And everyone, because you don't like it, no one can like it. I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> I know you're being ironic, and I appreciate it, but I've seen that. No, that's true. I I saw that um, in terms of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Where people were talking about how you can't you you can't make rape jokes. That's bullshit. You it was after it was after the the Rolling Stone article came out, mm-hmm. um, which, as we all know now, was complete bullshit, hundred percent made up. That girl, am I denying that she had sex with those guys? No. Am I denying that they were pigs and they probably did all have sex with her at one point? Probably. Sure. But the story where she accused them of gang rape is a lie. It didn't happen. Right. It was all made up. Mm-hmm. Now. Some comedian, I forget who, made a joke about it, and and the internet exploded. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you can't make rape jokes. Rape jokes aren't funny. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Rape jokes are extraordinarily funny. However, they're not funny to you. Right. And so here's the thing. There's well, a, see, that's, that's, that's the thing is that I, I, as, as an American, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw around my, my patriotism for right now. Mm-hmm. All right? As an American, I have a problem with anyone telling anyone you can't do something. Exactly. That is not the country that we live in. No, it is cool. not. Right, that's what the army guys do. Yeah. Whoop. America. But no, that's... How... Where the fuck do you get off telling somebody you can't do something? Well, and here's the thing about the lady who... She... And I forget who... I, I, I'm really bad with names when I reach it online, but like... Her argument was... If you're making a rape joke, you're mocking and belittling the horror that a rape victim went went through. No, we're not. Okay. It's going to be uncomfortable, yes. But you know what? Lots of things are. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's some comedian out there that that lady likes. Okay? Sure. We'll say it's Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Okay? Now... Not him as a puppet guy. Jeff Dunham. It's probably the puppet it's guy. It's probably the puppet guy. Okay? Now, Jeff Dunham's going to make some dumb joke. Okay? 
I'm not going to find it funny because I don't find Jeff Dunham funny mm-hmm. at all. Right. Okay. But he has a terrorism puppet. I find that offensive. This is a racist puppet. It's a racist puppet, and I'm an American, and I'm threatened by ISIS and Al Qaeda and all the 800 Boko Haram and all the other 800 terrorist groups out there. Okay. So I think Jeff Dunham needs to stop making comedy. Mm-hmm. He needs to stop. Okay. Now, in what way is that fair? Exactly. So, because I don't find him funny... But he does need to stop. He does. He's, he's not funny. Um, just because I don't find him funny doesn't mean that yeah, I get exactly. to take him away from it. So, the, a basic argument is this. Either all of it's okay, or none of it is okay. Yeah. So... Well, it's like, here's, like this is kind of ancient history at this point, but like, do you remember the, like, the Penny Arcade thing a few years back? I don't, actually. With the, the Dick Wolves? Mm-mm. They had a... Um, it was a comic... It was talking about the comic was talking about World of Warcraft and mm-hmm. kind of they were making a joke about how um, like the 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 missions work mm-hmm. like uh, you know in, in World of Warcraft you go and it's like collect this many things and then come back and there there are some missions where like you go into like this mine and they're like slave miners and it's like free ten of them mm-hmm. and they were they were making a joke about that and it was like it was, you know this big ass World of Warcraft character and he's like running through the mine and uh you know this slave miner is like can you help me and he's like I already got like ten of them like sorry I gotta go and then it sort of ended with you know the slave guy being like like but the the dick wolves they come every night and rape us to sleep (laughs) which is a funny fuck I'm sorry that's funny that's funny but they had this, I mean, it exploded into this awful, like, split people, mm-hmm. like, fans and non-fans and all this stuff. It was like, Penny Arcade's doing rape jokes, and they hate women, and all this kind of stuff. And then, like, the people were like, what the fuck is, it? like, the co- the joke wasn't even about rape. Mm-hmm. Like, it was about the ridiculousness of how World of Warcraft works. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then, like... My boat, hold on. Like, it's like, the the rape you have an issue with... The slavery is fine. Right. You're okay with that. Yeah. It's just the rape you know, of slaves. You're like, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. Fictional being is called dick wolves raping someone. I don't know. It's, but yeah, it, it it was a big thing for a long time. And then mm-hmm. Peter K didn't, they didn't handle it like the best initially. Because mm-hmm. like their next comic was sort of this like them being like, hey, we're really sorry like if we offended people about this joke or with this joke. It's like, mm-hmm. We're not, like, we're not condoning rape. Mm-hmm. Like, rape is not good, obviously. Like, if you are if you are a raper, or if you are raping right now, please stop. Because it's, you know, so they turn that into a joke, and they're just like, ah, you know. It just became, and, and like, at their conventions, there became this whole, like, like, people were wearing, like, pro Dick Wolf shirts, and, like, like fights were starting. And, like, fist fights? Yeah, it was bananas. Well, I think... It's like, people settle the fuck down. Exactly. It's like, it's an internet comic, guys. It's the yeah. least important thing you're going to do today. Yeah. But, like, everybody... I, you know what's weird? Is that I think these days, like, people, especially our generation, mm-hmm. okay, we have access to all this stuff. We have all this stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. We Nobody has a cause anymore. It's true. Like, you know, like with the exception of, like, Anonymous, and they're just out there picking random fights these days. They're just like, yeah, we're just... Like, Fucking that guy, he's well, fucking dead. I think I think with our generation in particular, I think we came from like the first generation that like didn't have a cause growing up, 
Well, but I mean, and our cause was apathy. Yeah. Like growing up, like as a teenager, you was like, I don't care about anything. I just and want to I, grow honestly, my hair long I, and play my guitar, because I'm gonna be the next Kirk Cobain. And I was like, I'm gonna play video games and I'm gonna watch Batman because I'm gonna be fat. Yeah. Right. But like, it's become this thing where it's like now, every cause is a cause. Every fight is the it's fight. It's like the most important shit. Exactly. It's like it's so like nice. it's like oh no, it's like I'm offended by the oh no that that thing I want to be that thing. It's yeah. like guys. Well, and it's at the point you don't right have now to do this. It's a, and it's it seems so ridiculous to be that like to be perfectly honest, sitting here right now having this conversation, we're filming it. It's it it makes me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that I'm like nervous to the point where I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have this conversation. I'm going to be honest about it. Yeah, and it's like we have no fucking subscribers. Nobody watches this shit, but it's like it's still like because it's gonna be out there. Yeah, of our opinions or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, you know, there's this nervousness of someone like taking anything that we say right now out of context and being like, don't support these the something heavy guys because they're fucking pro rapers, you know, or something. Well, like here's the thing is like I I think that I when it comes to this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not feminist. I'm not a men's right activist. I'm not a misogynist or sexist. Like, I think you're all assholes. So you can all fucking flame me and attack me. I don't care. Because the thing is, the reason you don't like me is because you know I'm right. That, like, not everything has to be a fight. Not everything has to be an issue. Like, it's okay to just like Buffy. And it's okay to just like Firefly. And it's okay to just like professional basketball. It's okay if you're just into wrestling. Go do it. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you love Star Wars. It's okay if you like the prequels. Well, not Attack of the Clones. If you like Attack of the Clones, you're a fucking asshole. But yeah, well, you get the hell out. Not an asshole, but there's certainly something wrong with you. Well, you were probably in a... But I'm going to make a statement here right now. You were if touched you're, as a if child. If you're a girl, and you want to play some Gears of War, or some Call of Duties, or something along those lines, more power to you. And I got, I got a big stoner couch. Fucking do that. I'll throw down on some pizza. Y'all uh, want yeah. to come over? Some and here's bars the thing. and pizza. If you have some friends who are dudes who are into video games too, bring them along. Yeah, it's all or good. The dudes, chicks, all, but all are welcome. Yes, because exactly, it's about having fun and socializing and being cool with each other. I think that that should be the motto going forward. All are welcome. Yeah, it doesn't matter if like. Here's the thing, like I, it, 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 and I identify as a geek, mm-hmm. as a nerd, and I hate within my culture. People who don't, who are like, I don't understand how you could fucking watch a basketball game. Okay, right now it's the, it's the it's the Western Conference Finals in the NBA, and the game is on tonight. I will be watching it tonight. It's the Houston Rockets versus the Golden State Warriors. Now you are not a sports guy. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you just said. Okay, it's all scoreball stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, you have no idea what any of those things are. Uh-huh. Okay, I am like a nail biter right now because it's the NBA final, the playoffs, and it's the NHL playoffs. And so it's like it's all sports all the time for me. But that's okay. Yeah. He doesn't He's like sports. He's my best friend and in he the world. And he doesn't give a shit that I like sports. I don't give a fuck like, that he doesn't thing. like sports. That's his thing. He plays that's weird cool. fucking indie games, and it's like, I'm, you know, fucking monkey robot guy, and I have to go to, to Blixtown, and I have to, to fight the, you know, the, the donkey wizard to save a Murgaland. Like, I don't care. Go, go do it. I'm going to go watch basketball. Yeah. And you're going to, okay, and, that, and that's fine. And we're yeah. still friends. Notice, nobody's stabbing anybody. Uh-huh. Nobody's yelling at anybody. It's okay to like different things and still be in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. We don't have to section each other. You know what this is? It's that. It's a really shitty version of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We we need we need a unified. We need a Cyrus. That's what we need. We do. He's the wanna, we need. Cyrus. Huh? I don't want to be Cyrus. No, because you, then you die. Then no, you we're die. the warriors. Oh, like we're okay. gonna get framed for his murder. Yeah. And then we're gonna have to bop our way back to the convention center. Yeah. I'm Swan. No, I'm Swan. Well, why? You're Ajax. Curly's Ajax. I mean, he's Ajax. Curly's you, Ajax. You, you're Cochise. I'm Cochise? You come out with the, the words of wisdom, but you're yeah. like, okay, time for talk is over, so fuck some people up. Right. And right. I'm War Chief. Word. That fist bump is legally binding in the state of New Mexico. Alright. Fair just enough. Just saying. That's, that's what it's become. Yeah. Factionalized gang warfare. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, the Star Wars people hate the Star Trek people. And the Firefly people fun. hate... <laughs> really? You mean that guy? <laughs> no, but it's like I don't like Trek. I know you don't. And see, that's okay. And I love Trek. Um, I love me some Trek. If the Next Generation is on, I'm watching it. And BBC America shows a lot of Next Generation. Yeah. Yeah. But see, Weird. we we you hate Star Trek. Uh-huh. I love Star Trek. Yeah. But we both love Star Wars. Word. We both love Doctor Who. Word. I like professional basketball. Uh-huh. You would rather f- fuck an active garbage disposal. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay, so then... And watch see, basketball? Yeah. 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 It's like, have you ever been... Like, we have a, a minor league baseball team here in town called the Albuquerque Isotopes. Okay? I love going to the games. I love going to the park and watching baseball. I love it. Have you ever even fucking stepped foot in that park? Um, I haven't... I haven't seen... I haven't seen the local ball game since they were the Dukes. Okay. That's over 15 years ago. And you know what? It's fine. I was a little kid. Little kid. And you were, like, forced to go. Yeah, and I had I had one of those little ice cream and a yeah. hat. Yeah, the girls get that was the best part. The girls get them now, but they're like they're the Dippin' Dots, yeah. which are like little frozen nuggets. That's okay. Whoever came up with Dippin' Dots, like you need to be fucking strung up and like castrated. That shit is disgusting. That's ice cream of the future. No, it's not. It's fucking shit. It's like like frozen rabbit shit. Okay. It's awful. I've never had it. Don't. I try. It's awful. Okay. It's like frozen nerds. Just, no. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Yeah. No. And no. That shit needs to go. Yeah. But yeah, we actually have our our baseball team is actually called the Isotopes Simpsons fans because of the Simpsons. And okay, that's a perfect example. The Simpsons was great. Yeah. It is not great anymore. Yeah. It needs to end now. Yeah. It's, Guys, it's, it doesn't it need another two time, seasons. A long time ago. Harry Sharer left, and like he's not coming back mm-hmm. for a good reason. Let it go. It's it's okay to let things end. Yeah. That's the yeah. point. Things are supposed to end. Well, I mean, they did like a hundred seasons of it. They so. did. They're they're going into year twenty six or twenty seven. Like guys, enough. You remember? You remember when it first came out, and there was just so much outrage over what Bart Simpson was going to do to our little minds. It was funny when people were like, eat my shorts. People were like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. America was going to collapse in on itself. I'm like, really? That's what you're worried about? <clears throat> All the children are going to turn into Bart Simpson. All he does is skateboard and sort of swear. And now it's like, you've got girls injecting fat into their lips to look like one of the Kardashians. Like, yeah, And parents are signing off on cosmetic yeah, surgery. Really I'm like, good. okay. Wait, good. You guys did a bang-up job. Awesome. <laughs> well, no one's talking about Bart Simpson anymore, so. It's true. It's because he hasn't been relevant in a very long time. I just, I think we're at, we're at such a, and, and I know that every generation goes through this. Mm-hmm. We're at such a weird point in 
the culture of America. It's like, dude, I don't know how. I don't see how it's gonna get better. Yeah. It's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. I'll tell you that. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna get better or worse. I just think it's gonna be different. It's gonna keep being different. It's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. Is what it's gonna be. Yeah. That's. And there's no solution to this. Everybody, we're not advocating any solution. We're not saying that you have to give up your rights and your beliefs just so that everybody stops fighting with each other. But maybe don't be such a dickhead about it. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's okay to like different things. Yeah, totally. See the Doctor Who Legos? I did. Those look dope. Those do look pretty cool. I want some Doctor Who Legos. Mm-hmm. I already told my lady, you can be mad at me all you want. I'm spending fucking $22 on a TARDIS. Like, I'll fucking save up my pennies. I'll save up my coin yeah. jar, and I'm going to take it to Coinstar, and then I'm going to get me some... I'm going to get all the Doctor Who Legos. I am bought Legos. Sure. I don't even have... You know what's funny? As much as a comic nerd as I am, I don't own a single comic book Lego. I don't have an Iron Man or Captain America, Batman, yeah. nothing. But yeah, when Doctor yeah. Who comes out, mm-hmm. I need to I need to represent some more Doctor Who over here. You need a TARDIS up in here somewhere. Yeah, for real. On a completely, totally different, not at all what we were talking about. Note: um, <laughs> the other night I watched uh, the Jimi Hendrix movie. All is by my side. Yeah. Okay. With the uh, Andre three thousand. Do they credit him in the credits as Andre Benjamin as or as Andre three thousand? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, because I'd love to see that. I'll have to go back and look. <clears throat> what an unfortunate movie. It's unfortunate. How? Um. Here's the thing. The performances. Spa. Andre 3000 is fantastic. All right, because he can act. Yeah, he that guy can act. I'm not like being sarcastic right now. Like he's no the he's performances all... in this movie are top notch. Mm-hmm. The cinematography and some of the stuff that they're doing um, with the direction and things like that are actually I was really surprised and really drew me in. Mm-hmm. Great. This is like the guy that did like Twelve Years a Slave or something there. Oh, Steve McQueen. People. Yeah, I think. Um... But here's the thing. Two things. Main things. It only covers the part of his life of when he first sort of got discovered. Mm-hmm. And he went to London. And so it's like just that bit. Mm-hmm. Like it literally ends when he's like, I'm going to go to America and blow the fuck up. Like you don't get any of that. Right. It's just this bit when he's kind of coming into his own style. Right. Which mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. But I think the movie suffers from it. Secondly, I don't know, did they were they not able to get the rights to any of his music? And I, I knew you were gonna bring that up. Um So I didn't know that. Holy shit. I, I was Jimi Hendrix's estate will not license any of his music for uh, a biopic. They don't they don't they weren't behind it. They offered no support whatsoever. Everything in that movie is has been gleaned from like biographies of him that were written and stuff that was noted at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, to have happened, yeah. but like they are, they're like, no, it's not gonna happen. Wow, the movie suffers greatly from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, even if it was just maybe some of his, you know, lesser known stuff would have been good. Some B sides. Yeah. Some rarities. Anything. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, have all along the watchtower in the movie. Or you don't have a child because of that that poses a problem filming anyway. Because any any time it's People may not know this, but it is fucking... It's a legal fact that you have to... If you play all along the Watchtower, 
in a movie, mm-hmm. it has to include helicopters. And them shits are expensive. No, they are like Vietnam's. You have to be going over Vietnam, and you have yeah. to be there has to be explosions. Yeah. And somebody either fresh face going into war, or someone like all battle scarred or that thousand yard stare coming out of battle. Just... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that was part of the Geneva Convention, I think. No, that was the Helsinki like mm. eighty eight. Yeah. That conference. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, I've seen it on I've seen it on Netflix. I can't bring myself to watch it simply because of that. Yeah. Well, and and what's kind of it 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 almost seems like a slap in the face, because um, now the thing is I'm not I'm not in I'm not a Jimi Hendrix scholar. I I've, I've read about him and I've read of this before. I never knew how much of a truth of it was. I'm sure it probably happened, but like they had they include this whole scene where um, he was playing a concert that. Uh, the Beatles were in attendance, um, and it was like a couple of days after Sgt. Pepper came out, mm-hmm. and um, apparently uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience opened the show playing their version of Sgt. Pepper, mm-hmm. right? And people were like freaking out. Like at first they were like, "Oh, how offensive!" I mean, and for him it was more of like he knew the Beatles were in the audience, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know. Hats off, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Um, but you know, of course, he Hendrixifies it. Mm-hmm. It's all squibbity squibbity. Um, that's really the only point in the movie that you really get to see him play. Mm-hmm. It's like Jimi Hendrix doing a Beatles song. Well, yeah, because they couldn't get the rights to anything, so yeah. it's like, well, all our rights budget can now go to this one Beatles song, because the Beatles are notoriously expensive. To feed, that's why you don't see a lot of Beatles music yeah. in, in movies and, and stuff like that. Yeah. In fact, so, Arrested Development made a funny joke about it. Yeah. Um, there was it was a series of of still photos, um, set to uh like instead of being Yellow Submarine, it was like you know, orange colored boat or something like that, and it was very similar to Yellow Submarine. But they had like Ron Howard as a narrator, even after he's like, Beatles songs are expensive. This is the best we could do. <laughs> Yeah, so the, yeah, so that movie, um, I'd say I wouldn't really recommend it for anybody, even though there was a lot of good to be taken from it. I think people should still see it though. Yeah, to support. I just wouldn't say. I just I'm saying I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Right. You know, like yeah, go like, eh. see it, do what you want. Yeah. I mean, it's your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why would you listen to me? I'm just saying it's I like, wouldn't recommend okay. it. You know what other movie I watched the other day? And I was like... Because Scream got me feeling all nostalgic about mm-hmm. my, my youth. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, I wonder what other 90s teen... Because remember during the 90s, there was a teen horror craze where every yeah. fucking movie was either a teen movie or a teen horror movie? Yeah. Um, so I watched Disturbing Behavior. Okay. With Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And James Marsden. Yeah. And the movie does not hold up. No. At <laughs> home, like, why is everybody wearing giant vans? <laughs> or combat boots right and then for some reason Katie Holmes keeps saying razor huh like that's her thing like instead of like oh cool she's like razor <laughs> what <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten about like, that what yeah like it was, seriously like if I were there and some some girl who was half dressed cause, cause she was the eye candy movie and like Katie Holmes was hot was it was it like that 90s like like tank top, like like a little stringy strap tank top no, thing, what? and the giant 
jeans. The jeans. No. Yeah. Um, what she had on, she, there's one point she has on this shirt, and it's made out of dish towel. And it, it, it only okay. covers, like, right here. But she's got gigantic breasts. Mm. They're really big. And so every time she does anything, like, the, the shirt is like, this is case stop! Um, so that's, like, the focus of any shots of her mm-hmm. is, is, is that. Right. It's like, until she gets accosted by one of the blue ribbons. She do a lot of, like, yawning in the movie, like, Ugh. Yeah, she's <laughs> just, like, there's one point she's standing in her, like, she's, and it's so ridiculous. Because <laughs> I was watching, I was like, this is fucking so pointless. She's sitting there, she's standing in the bed of her truck, and she goes in through the back window to turn on her radio. Uh-huh. So, of course, she just bends straight over. Right. And inserts herself, no symbolism at all, right. through that window, okay? Uh-huh. And she's messing with the radio, and she's doing like that, and she, she steps back out, and she, for some reason, puts her hair up like this, and then just starts dancing to the music that she can barely hear. <laughs> but it's like, come up on the soundtrack, and the main character is just over here all... <laughs> like... I'm like what are you doing dude it's like that's a rape stare sir yeah and I just I just sat there watching it like this is a terrible movie yeah like it brings me back to when I was a youth and I remember watching it and be like that could totally happen like in my town that could happen that should happen and I'm that guy <laughs> what a douche I was but it's like it's, do, they, do they still do that though because I remember in the 90s that was really it was really pervasive was like uh, this sort of like fake kid lingo like you're talking about like the razor thing well because I remember uh, was it the the only thing I really remember from that movie The Craft mm-hmm. um, was when uh, like the racist girl calls the black girl a negroid mm-hmm. it was like where did that come from like you made that word up no one says negroid nobody says negroid um, not even racist <laughs> no they just they don't bother fucking yeah. around um, <laughs> I just remember oh, The Craft was such a good movie um, actually that movie is good I don't remember any of it but that bit. You need to watch or, it. Or, like, the girl's hair falling out. You need to watch later. it. It holds up. Okay. Um, but, like, it was that thing where during that time, like, you had actors who were, like, on Dawson's Creek, and they did two seasons on Dawson's Creek, and in that two years, they went from, like, 23 to 25. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, they're really hot right now, so let's make them in, let's throw them in a movie. Right. So now you have a 25, 26-year-old playing a 17-year-old. Right. It's like, dude, they're out of touch. They're ten years out of high school almost. Yeah. They don't rem- they don't know that. So yeah. when Katie Holmes is like, when the main character in Disturbing Behavior is like, we need to go to Bishop Flats to that insane asylum and find out what the fuck is going on, she like grabs her boots and she's all razor. <laughs> and, okay, that makes sense. And then he's like, all with the script, but so it was written, written in probably the thirties, forties. Yeah, whatever, being was, performed by someone ten years out of high school, so they're probably like, "Oh, maybe that's that, what the kids say." Like, that sounds like something, but like it was just like she said it like that's the cool thing to say. Like right. she's sure of it. Yeah. Like, no, no one says says that. And I remember even being in the theater because it came out in 1998, yeah. which is a long fucking time ago. It's almost yeah. 20 years now. Just being like, "Why does she keep saying it right there?" I don't know. Let's start with You know which one I wish had caught on hmm. was a station. Bill and Ted 2. What did he say? Station. Oh, that's, that's all he said, huh? Yeah, that's all he said, but then that was like the... In the movie, it became, you know, the... The Aloha. Oh, like, Station? Hey, what's up? Station. No. That's totally awful! Station. You no. know, it was like it was like agreement, but then also there was also... It also like... Was it the con- This is really awful things to happen. Station. No, I'm glad that didn't catch on at all. Kind of sad that it didn't. It should have caught on for like at least a year. I think the one that should have caught on was the one I, the one I started. Do you remember? I don't remember. 
it's a it's a sports thing, but I remember doing it. I told you guys that was gonna make it happen, and it didn't happen. I don't remember. It's like every time you do something cool, you're just all Larry Bird. Oh, that's right. You remember that? I did. I, I tried to help you with that for a while. You did, and you're like, "Fuck, this is stupid." Yeah, it's kind of. Sad. And I re- and I agree, it's stupid. <laughs> it makes no sense. But I liked it. But, see, that's the kind of friends we are. I tried to help him with that. It went nowhere. Yeah. <sighs> all right, man. I think that's it for this one. All right. We got, I got. I feel good. I feel like I vented. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just been going on for a while, and I felt like saying something about it, but, like, you can't say anything on the internet, because then it becomes, a, like, a three-week fight. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. So um, I'll say it knows. here. We'll see, but, you know. Hey, we're here for a discussion, or whatever. Yeah, if you guys yeah. want to, you can comment in the, in the section below. Comment, ask us questions, debate us. Tell, tell us we're wrong. Tell but us we're stupid. back it up. Like, present a thought-out, logical argument. Yeah. I know that's weird. Yeah, I mean, if you're just like, oh, you're, you're dumb, and... Brief apologist or something. I don't know. You'd be like, why don't you just get the hell out of America? Like, I'm just going to ignore that. I'll respond to that one. Yeah. If some guy's like, you, you don't like it, why don't you get the fuck out of my country? I'm like, well, Jethro. <laughs> why don't you give us Mexico back? <laughs> Make us part of Mexico again. No, I don't want that. I don't want to be part of Mexico. No. It's like, so. fuck Mexico. It's a shithole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure Mexico's a lovely place. <laughs> At least the parts that I've seen, it's not. Um, I tell you what, maybe when you don't have five or six gigantic drug cartels cutting people's heads off, we'll have a conversation. Yeah. Alright, anyway. Alright. Uh, if you like this, this stuff, you know, subscribe, like, and stuff, share and on, then, on the social medias. Yeah. Um, also, check out our other show. Check out uh, Chris's backlog. Or yeah. Backlog. Probably one of those will happen again. Um, we also have movie time. Yeah. Which we did. Um, we're, we have, we have one that we know we want to do. We just haven't shot it yet. Um. It'll happen. Yeah. And but we have a recent one. Uh, the last we did was Undead. And, uh, Oh yeah, check out Undead. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I think we're going to do, can we say? Yeah, sure. I think the next one's going to be Streets of Fire, I think. Streets of Fire. Um, which, you know what helped is that you guys went and saw it beforehand and then came back to this and let's talk about how ridiculous it is. Yeah. We should do Big Trouble in Little China at some point, too. Because yeah. even though I love that movie, you got, it's bananas. Yeah. There's a lot of nonsense going on in that movie. Yeah. Okay. But that's it. Yeah. Um, we will see you next time. There's probably not going to be a podcast next week. Because so, he's going off on adventures. So, yeah. Some shorts and stuff. Filming, filming some things. So. But um, other than that, then we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.